How about that? So are we are we working now? Okay, great. Yo, yo, I'm over here. Is this too loud, Eric? <laughs> 168 of these. It's a, you're the first person to do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. You're the first person to screw with the guy at the headphones by blowing his ears out. That was good. That was good. Sorry about that, Eric. With my, you know, I do that. Uh, I do the vending job at the games, like yeah. selling beers and everything. And there's a joke that everybody thinks is so original and funny when they're passing money down. You know, pretend this is a twenty dollar bill, yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, oh my god, I've seen that a hundred, a thousand, a thousand times." Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, there's a new one." But what you just did right there, new actually, right. that was new. My, uh, it my, seems so obvious. Yeah, I agree. You were the first. <laughs> my my nephew actually was. Uh, he had a he had, he had a job. Uh, uh, hauling ice. He had a summer job hauling ice. And uh, and he said, everybody thinks that uh, uh, I'll bet that's a cool job. <laughs> Is the most original thing ever. <laughs> every yeah. job has that, yeah. right? Every job has that line or every name, no. you know, right. um, whatever, whatever, like. Uh, you're just in time. Oh sure, there's your. What do you have? Do, do people give you as a like a, no, a slagle? Did you have like a, like slagle bagel or anything like? Did you oh yeah, ever, ba- bagel. I mean that's what I mean. That, I was bagel. Uh, I was know, bagel, bagel, bagel. Whatever yeah. the most stupid, immediate, obvious one is, is usually what it is because people yeah. are so fucking uncreative. Yep. Well, well, no. When it happens is when you're in in fifth grade. You know, well, third yeah. grade. Yeah, sure. So you know the the the. the uh, <laughs> the, the caliber of irony is not that this rhymes with another thing that I've heard of that reminds me when I was in seventh grade there was a guy um, and he, he is new to the school and he was introduced trying to you know uh, have me guess his name his first name was Frank I was like what's your last name and he goes well it's the name of a uh, beer I'm like Schmidt no Stroh's no like I didn't know I was you know 12 I didn't know many beers it was yeah. Miller yeah sure it was Miller yeah Strolls, no. Miller time was special mine, exports. That was fine with me because people were like, "Hey, Miller time." It's like when you're when you're 12, being associated with a beer is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, actually. for sure. It's Miller time, <laughs> <laughs> honey. You need a little Miller time. <laughs> I, if I ever said that, it would not be Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> Miller time would be over immediately. You know, who's getting Miller time when they're through their 12 anyway? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, if I tried that shit now, though. I'm imagining you at, in the uh, bedroom with a, with one of those neon lights. Miller time. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, very, I'm kind of surprised no one's ever, I'm, no one's ever like bought me like a Miller light. Like, you know, anything like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine A Miller with light. That. A Miller light. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> People bought me a lot of those, but also none, depending <laughs> on what you mean. Uh, I, I got a buddy that used to go as Elvis Hitler. Uh, um, that, was his, that was the name of his uh, uh, rock name. Elvis Hitler. Elvis Hitler. Uh-huh. Uh, did he, was that? Did he dress accordingly? No, oh. no. He's just, a, just, he's just, just a, his name. Just a regular guy. Just a, a, yeah. What would that haircut be? Sideburns and the <laughs> yeah, the sideburns and the mustache. Well, yeah. <laughs> his, well, well, his album cover. He, his album cover had that. It was, uh, it was like Elvis with the mustache. Really? Yeah. But yeah. It was a skull, and they, they, they got in trouble with the Elvis Presley estate. They had to alter it to miss it, so it didn't look so much like him. Oh, I can. I mean. I suppose I can see the Elvis's. But he was kind of, he, he, he was kind of, he's kind of psycho belly. And he had a little bit, of, he had a little bit of success in the uh, uh, late 80s, I think, is, is when his, when his star 
uh, rose and crashed. And, and uh, the problem he had was he was not allowed to perform in Europe. Which talking oh, about talking right. about Craig Ferguson, how well you Being, know, how, that was a how, huge thing. How the he, hell did he get away with it? But yeah. my buddy did. They just said no. They wouldn't play it on. Wouldn't play it on MTV Europe. Wow. It just it just it, it really hurt his career because people thought he was serious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, even neo Nazis. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they don't typically have a tuning fork type sense of humor. You know, no, they're not. They're they not... thought he was serious. We got too. a theme song. It, it, it was like, yeah, it was just you know. He said, you know, he grew up around the block from me, white suburban. It was just. You know, uh, uh, to him, Hitler was was a joke on Hogan's Heroes. Right. That's all the more. He, sure. He didn't realize how serious people take that Hitler thing. Sure. If he was dedicated to the gag, when he, in his final moments of life, he'd shoot himself on a toilet. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I'm he, retiring uh, this character. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect way. Well, anyway, Next that, that, dog was, that was the fiance. problem. He, he, and <laughs> I still brag about this because I think it's fucking genius. Yeah. It's a great it, it, but, but I think it's fucking genius how to get out of it. How to get out of the Elvis Hitler thing that he's created, mm -hmm. and um, and I said, what you got to do is your next album, you've got to call yourself Elvis Hitler Mellencamp. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then your third album, you're just Elvis, Elvis Mellencamp, Mellencamp, and you go around as El Elvis Mellencamp mm -hmm. all the time, and yeah. take away, take out, take out the Hitler entirely. Sure. But people that know your background will know sure. that 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 it's implied. Yeah. But but yet now you can go to Europe as Elvis Mellencamp, and uh, John Cougar's going to flip about it. It's sure. Be, well, fuck you. You can't copyright your last name, your surname. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so that's going to give you more publicity. I thought it was genius. And he goes, I fucking hate John Mellencamp. It's like, you're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have Hitler in your name before. Do you hate John uh, Mellencamp yeah. more than Hitler? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. At this point, you can't quibble about what exactly. name you're attaching. Exactly. You get interviewed. Well, why'd you pick up Mellencamp? Well, I, I was trying to think of someone else's offensive as Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler of the Heartland, that's what we call him. Right <laughs> Hitler of the Heartland. Small town. <laughs> Small town Hitler. <laughs> Are we going? I don't know. I need to give it a proper intro. Are you back there? Yeah. All right. Episode. This is it, episode number 168 of No Laugh Track Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music each and every week right here. I am lucky enough to have some returning guests here that I'm a big fan of. And one was actually a surprise. I knew Tim Slagle was going to be here. I didn't know Brian Miller was going to be here. You never know where I might be. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to hit the road. You guys can handle this, right? <laughs> Who, 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 yeah, who, sure. Who, who, who's taking over sure. the hosting duties? Because you guys are too good. Uh, uh, then we'll just, we'll just, we'll just do it. We'll just do it absent a host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. It'll be like a concept thing. There'll be no questions. We'll just answer questions that aren't asked. I mean, the, ne <laughs> the next three minutes, which was actually the first three minutes, it, we, we were doing, we were rolling without a host anyway. True. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys have plenty to talk about. Well, you're working here this week at Acme. We'll set the stage here. Yeah, on the, we're on the stage. We'll set the stage. Tim is once again headlining, and you're working with Brian. Yes, and then uh, Robert Burrill, right? Robert B Bobby B. Bobby B. Is that what we're calling him now? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to pizzazz him up a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to give him a nickname that knocks the sport coat right off him. That's my plan. <laughs> 
Last night, uh, last night was interesting. There were uh, there were some Slagle fans in the room, and, and uh, uh, Bobby's politics do do, do not. Uh, yeah. Do not. Uh, uh, do not. Uh, they're not synchronous with mine. See, right, I, I think that actually There's makes no me the perfect feature because you go from the, the uh, a left wing guy to a guy who doesn't vote to the right. You know, so <laughs> like, I'm the perfect segue. Where you're like, this guy doesn't know about politics at all. So they, they were just yeah. I talked about the only my only I only talk about dicks. It's my only politics joke is about dicks. So it, it's a, it'll be a week of them fighting over your vote. Yeah, well, um, it's hard to get. <laughs> you should just steal it electronically, which I assume ben is and going Jerry to were just outside the club. Ben and Jerry. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly. I met Jerry one time. I interviewed him one time. He was super. Any, nice anyone guy. you haven't met? I, I met a lot of weird people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's we, oh, no, I met Jerry Lewis and Jerry. It's Ben or Jerry. I can never remember which of the ice cream guys, but uh, is, I met the uh, nice one. Uh, somebody, somebody was, uh, somebody was actually asking. They said uh, Ben or Jerry, which one's the fat one? I go, isn't that kind of like asking the fat, which one is the fat Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> well, they make ice cream. I'm sure they weren't the fat one when they started. Imagine if you had an endless supply of Ben and Jerry's at your house. I don't want to buy ice cream from a guy that's not fat. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm with that's you on a, that. I don't, I don't trust a skinny ice cream salesman. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, I don't eat the stuff, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you guys should, will love it. You should have some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. terrible for you. <laughs> but go ahead and fill Here, up. I give you a little taste. The first one's on me. That's why Ray Kroc was so skinny. <laughs> water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. You know, like, I'm not gonna eat any of this shit. That was the McDonald's guy for anybody who's not up on their fast food moguls. <laughs> Ray Kroc, right? Ray Kroc. Is Ray, it Ray Kroc. or Roy? Ray, I believe. Okay. I think Ray. No, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty not. Play, sure it's, I'm not it's not a quiz. I'm, I think that that's. I one always of, goof them up. I think that's one of those things that when I'm standing in, uh, uh, you know, you order at McDonald's mm-hmm. and then you, when you have to wait, then you kind of like you know walk back and forth and you see the sign there. Like uh, they're Ronald McDonald houses, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. developed by, and that's how I know Ray. I Kank. haven't, I haven't eaten at McDonald's in fifteen years at least, because of that movie. No, I just don't eat fast food. Do you cook? Yeah. Oh, that's the difference. Uh, the in my only life. fast food I'll eat is the Culvers. It's like because I'm, when I'm on the road, when you're on the road, you got to do what you got to do. And yeah, I, how, do, how do you? That's what I'm saying. How can you? How how do you be on the road and not eat at McDonald's? Uh, I go to grocery stores and I'll get like a fried chicken breast from a grocery store deli, or I'll get some like an apple and some nuts or something like that. But that fried chicken breast. So what? Do you actually leave for a gig early? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm usually like, okay, let's see. I got a ten hour drive ahead of me. The show's at eight, so. Oh man, I got to get in the car. <laughs> and about five hours later, I go, okay, if I keep the speed at 68 from here, if I can average 68 miles per hour from here and there, I will be there five minutes before showtime. No, I'm, I, I try to be punctual. I, uh, I have anxiety, and so I don't like to be late any place. So uh, I don't want to kill my rock star image or anything, but I tend to uh, leave early and get places early. So anyway, so, so at this point, um, so. so <laughs> I've got to average sixty-eight miles an hour, so I sure. don't have. There's no. There's no leeway. No. But, I, but I'm starving. So what? It, what else are you going to do? I have found that you can actually break off the highway through the drive-through if you get one of those McDonald's that are right near the exit ramp. Mm. You can be. You can only. You can do it within five minutes. You can have dinner. Yeah. No. That's that's true. And and, and whatever you say about the quality of the food or the health be, healthful benefits, that is an amazing thing that you can have dinner under five bucks, under five minutes, ready for you. 
And you can eat that without looking at it, really. Just put your hand in That's the best way to do it, I would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) That probably says it on the package. Hey, buddy, don't look. (laughs) Eyes on the road for a variety of reasons. That's interesting. We already learned something about Brian today. So do you have like a uh, grocery shopper's card in every state in the Midwest? No, I just... You know, I don't know. I just throw them tall dollars around, and I get the three dollar fried chicken breast. You know, it's not it's not really that much more expensive. Even though that if I go to like a gas station, like I'll get like a Jack Link's beef jerky and an apple or a banana and some peanuts, which is as filling as a fast food thing. And you know, you know my water. favorite thing to do at the gas station. I'm 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 intrigued. Destroy the ter- toilet. Slightly terrified. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is is I call it gas station Mexican. Is you get one of those microwave burritos oh, and a bag of Fritos. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's probably not that different than Taco Bell, really. Right? No, it's not. It's probably the same damn thing. It's not. If you're in a town, if you're in a town that does not have a Taco Bell, and you're really craving a Taco Bell, you get a gas station burrito and a bag of Fritos, and sometimes they'll even have jalapenos over on the hot dog. Uh, yes, on the olive oil. Taste of old rollers. Mexico, right so, there. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> truly authentic. Yes, <laughs> it's actually probably more authentic than Taco Bell. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't doubt that whatsoever. Did you guys uh, – now, the, one of the things that I've said this to you, Tim, that I love about when you're on the podcast is you're so uh, caught up on pop culture and uh, current events, I should say, more accurately, current events. Did you see the story – did either of you guys see the story this morning of the fella from The League – that TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk about that and get your thoughts Steve on that. Steve Razzanini ran as easy? Yeah. I missed it. Just he, the guy who was on that show, The League. Uh, I've never met him. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's start. Yeah. He's a comic who's on a uh, yeah. sitcom called The League about fantasy football. It's on FX. Popular show. Very popular uh, show. And, uh, oh, he, not with Not with Slego. Not with He Slego. had been... He had long told the story and had told it on Marin's podcast, actually, that he was supposed to have been on the 54th floor of one of the Twin Towers the day, and he'd, like, skip work, and it, like, changed his life, and that's why he moved to L.A. to become a comic. And then he recently came out and confessed that he didn't work in the Twin Towers, that he wasn't supposed to be there, he was working in Midtown, and he just fabricated this whole 9-11 survivor story. Ouch. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uncool. Yeah. Uncool, Steve Ranazizi. <laughs> Wow. I was not in the World Trade Center. World Trade Center that day. His publicist uh, has told Who the New York to Times. Who to attach themselves to shit like that? You know, can you imagine just being like, oh, I was supposed to be on Malaysian Airlines flight, whatever the fuck. Well, who would do that? Why would you? It would never occur to me to sling some bullshit about that. That's so weird to me. You may know him, Tim, from uh, when you're watching football. He's on Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. You may recognize him from that. I, that's what I when, recognized him when, from, when, actually. When, when, when I'm watching football. <laughs> I think uh, well, I think the last time I watched <laughs> football. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> yeah. The last time I watched football, I think Reagan was in office. <laughs> <laughs> so he So neither of uh, you remembered it very well. <laughs> um Yeah, this is like this was the uh, they kind of broke out the, uh, this morning the story and in fact I the uh Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. Did you see his connection to this story? No. Well, I don't know who uh, that is. he, so, you know, the Steve. I watch Ra- fo- Saturday Night Live like you watch football. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Steve ran uh, ZZ, uh, you know, so he's been on Twitter this morning saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I was a, uh, uh, 
After I moved to my life with Los Angeles and New York City in 2001, uh, I told people I was in the World Trade Center. Uh, it wasn't true. I was in Manhattan, but working in a building in Midtown. I was not in the Trade Center that day. It is to the victims of 9-11 and the people that love them and the people that love me that I ask for forgiveness. Now, this Pete Davidson wrote, It's okay, Steve, uh, at Steve Ranazizi. People make mistakes. Can't wait to meet my dad for lunch later. Now, he replies to that and says, Thanks, I appreciate it. Oh, did uh, his dad die in the trade center? Pete says, uh, you misunderstood. Pete Davidson's father passed away Ooh, in See, that's Twin why Towers. that stuff is... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks this guy's backing him up. No, you don't get it. You're an asshole, and I'm calling you <laughs> out on it. I think the, the real message of the story is that people in L.A. will say fucking anything. You know, people go to L.A. and they just sling shit around so much that I think... That's you, a, yeah. That, you, that, that's that, what it really is, right? Lewis, uh, Lewis has, a, has a term for that. He goes, talking L.A. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, um, there, I, I, I'm realizing, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know why, I guess I, it's because I've been doing research on podcasts and <laughs> I realize how many people listen to this thing and, and, and how it, if you do an iTunes search for Tim Slagle, this podcast pops up, lots Good. of episodes of it. Good. And, uh, and, uh, uh suddenly I realize, wow, I, I just always kind of thought I'm just sitting in the club with Justin. Just <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think twice, like, what did so, I say on the so, last Yeah, episode? so I got to be careful now. Um, there, there, there was a comic, and, and he said, and he, he, uh, uh, he said, no, I've, uh, I've been out there. Uh, uh, I, so, somebody, somebody, he goes, I've, I've been taught how to talk L.A. He goes, let, let, he goes, let me demonstrate. He goes, uh, uh, so how are things going? Mm-hmm. All right. He goes, see, you don't know. Now ask me the same question. Okay, how how are things going? Oh man, great, just great. I got HBO interested in my pilot. I got George Lucas is interested in a script that I pitched. Oh okay. I mentioned it to Lewis later, and he said, "Yeah, what's that get him?" And ever since then, ever since then is when we refer to certain comics. It's uh, Lewis. Lewis says, "Oh yeah, he he knows how to talk L.A." Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. You think that's probably what happened to this guy? Was that you get around there and people are in the context of people lying about their backstories, their past, how old they are, where they're from, what they can do. When you're around all that other lying, it probably it, that's not actually quite as far of a leap to make. Whereas, like from from zero, you think from here. Like if we were just here and we're like, oh yeah, I was in nine eleven. I what? think I, I I think in his defense, I think what probably happened is he probably started telling the story as it happened. Yes. And, and every time he retold the story, yep. he worked uh, he worked about uh, uh, a block or two closer to the sure. trade center. Sure. Till eventually, what the heck? Yeah, I was there. I was in there. And then once you said that, even if you want to, even if you stop telling the story actively, you know someone's going, oh, man, you got to you got to talk to Steve. He's got a crazy story about 9-11, yeah, especially, you know? as, especially as people. Yes. Especially as people said, wow, we didn't know you were there. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, suddenly in the press release. It is actually, when you think about it, it's amazing that he didn't get called out by someone a lot sooner. Well, I'm pretty sure the employment records were not found. Yeah, <laughs> there point. was there was there was no ability to to to, yeah. to uh, not verify his story. Yeah, that's true. His, his re- <laughs> fragments of his theoretical resume were floating down the river, <laughs> half miles away. That's a, yeah. I mean, well, they, they've, I mean, that's actually um, there was a documentary about a lady. Uh, I, f- I forget the name of it. It's on Netflix about who claimed for years to have been a 
survivor and, and was uncovered. I mean, I bet there's a lot of those. Yeah. Who you know? I don't you. I bet there's a Mad Men like identity. So you ever watch Mad Men? Yeah. You know the the premise of the first season where you find out that old Donnie Draper is actually a different right. guy and all right, that. Right. That has to have happened in nine eleven. Somebody, somebody must somebody must have used the opportunity to disappear to change something about themselves. Somebody was supposed to be there. Somebody was there, and there's you know what I mean. There was so much chaos around that, and and there's so much that you can't really verify. Mm-hmm. And there's it's such a big scale. Somebody has is walking around of there and not gotten caught. You know, for all the people who say they were there, or this yeah. or that. Yeah. You know, the ones who were really good the, at yeah, it, D.B. Amount- Cooper style. You know, <laughs> get away. Well, with yeah, it. The, 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 it, it would seem to me that if you, you know, you woke up, uh, uh, you know, you know, you 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 were having a nooner with a secretary. Yes. And you 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 saw that you saw that on the TV. It's like you know, honey, we're uh, we can start over right now. Exactly. I mean, we can. You know, it's our families will be taken care of. You know, it's we can walk away. Our families will be taken care of. They're going to get lots of insurance money. And uh, somebody yes. has to have done that. I, th- be, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Exactly that logic. Somebody has to, or they knew their friend died. Like I said, they switched the. I mean, I know it's, it's maybe it's a little far fetched sounding, but somebody played that to the, some weird advantage that we'll never know. Yeah. Of. Now, do you guys think that this guy should lose his job uh, promoting chicken wings or. Anything like that? I would fire him if I was Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, just, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings is going to have to fire him. Yeah. I mean, that's not my. I mean, I, like you said, I think it's probably a mistake that bubbled over. But dude, when you're a pitch man and you're representing a big eight, I mean, which, you can't. which begs the question: What is uh, Subway going to call their 12 inch sandwich now? No oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, you know what would be great? They could do a cross promotion for Buffalo Wild Wings. They could do a thing where they're like, uh, they're like watching TV and they're watching the news, and you see a plane flying toward the tower, and the guy's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And he pulls the tapper on the Buffalo Wild Wings, and it blows the plane out of the way, and it's like, <laughs> "Buffalo Wild Wings, keep the game going." <laughs> <laughs> Let's There's, go film that right now. Mark Wahlberg's like, "I told you it could be done." <laughs> <laughs> I think he could. He should keep his job then. Yeah, based on this. if he could prevent nine eleven retroactively, I think we'll let him stay. Wow, that's the rule. If you can stop nine eleven with the time, yeah, machine. I don't think it's. I don't think it's oh. going to hurt his career because no. because now he can go all around, you know, and, and uh, he can go on an apology tour. James Frey, the Oprah guy, yep. just had a new book come out not that long ago. People were like, "Oh, James Frey's new book's really good." What? How do you believe anything that? Ugh. Oh, that's the million pieces, million, million little pieces. pieces. There's nothing. It, society has gone so far past shame that I don't think there's almost there's almost nothing you can't come back from. Yeah, but then again, in the in, in the fray in the fray situation, uh, so he told a good story. He still told a good story, whether it was true or not. Oh, it was a terrible book. Was it? I hated that book. Well, it was one of those pathos drenched. Well, like was, I it, can't believe how bad your life can get. Well, it was on the Oprah book. Club. Yeah, it made, exactly. Which many, was the hallmark of those things. Brian many, bailed on many, the Oprah book club right after that. How many? What? You bailed on the Oprah book club. No more recommendations <laughs> after that. <laughs> me, me and Jonathan Franzen took our uh, took our uh, sport coats with our leather patched <laughs> elbows, and we we tromped out. I threw my scarf promptly over my shoulder, and I sashayed toward the door. <laughs> To the library with you, Jonathan Franzen. <laughs> I actually pissed off Jonathan Franzen really bad one time. Yes? Yeah. I asked him about the Oprah Book Club. I, I crashed this book party, and he and, my, I, he and Michael Shaven were there. And then I like, asked him about the Oprah Book Club, and he got really mad at me. And then Michael Shaven like, broke it up, and then I, was, I left. 
because I had crashed a book party wow, and angered Jonathan Franzen. <laughs> Who was that? Nice job. It was Brian. a young whippersnapper <laughs> version of me when the corrections came out in 2001. <laughs> love it, love it. I knew, so the last thing I want to say about this guy is supposedly. Where did, I did, I'm not finding in the article I have in front of me, but I think he has also, it's odd timing because he has a comedy uh, special coming this Saturday. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Does Comedy Central pull that? Okay, so then, well, that's a good, you know, I think they should delay it. Just wait six months and everyone will forgot about it for one thing. Um, if I were Comedy Central, no. Why? Oh, Publicity. Yeah, why? That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, it's comedy. It has nothing to do with it unless he talked. If he had a why? bit about you, it. You know, normally, normally, uh, uh, if you put on a bad show, you know, in, in the way ratings are so sophisticated now, they know if everyone tuned out after five minutes. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, they're not going to do that because anybody who watches is going to watch the whole dang thing to see if he makes any reference to. Yeah. No, you're right. The Twin Towers. So they can go, ha, 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 we caught you. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, yeah. We're so much smarter. We just, uh, we just uh, racked up the ratings for Comedy Central just to see you lie. Mm-hmm. So he has to have been outed by somebody, right? Like the Quint, the timing on this is so bad that it's either, per, it's either, if you're really cynical, Probably. You, if you're super cynical, you'd say, that he decided if you're gonna if you're gonna go ahead and come clean, you do it before your Comedy Central special to get the publicity. I don't think that's it though. I think don't you? It's got to be somebody was gonna out him, and so he had to take control of it. You I, wouldn't you wouldn't want all this right before your special airs. Mm, no, I mean, I, you know that's not. I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, the super cynical view would be. Yeah, you do because maybe. because be, be, you know it's like it's like you know you sit down with the manager and it's like it's like okay I I got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I lied. So what do we do? And the manager goes, "Okay, first we get John Mark Marin, right? Then we then we send out a press release, and we're going to time it to do it all right before your Comedy Central special. Mm-hmm. That's a good manager. That's uh, yeah. That, that's a person earning his mo- his money right there. Yeah, so, I mean, and I'm sure it would be. I mean, I feel bad for the guy in the sense that the burden of that lie must have been horrible. I mean, knowing you know, I mean, having at a certain point, like having that, having to keep it up, and I think, it's yeah, out I there. think too, at a certain point, is that if you've told a lie enough, you 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 tend to believe it yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Was I there? I think I was there. I mean, I know <laughs> I've done that on real small scale stuff. You know, like some you're, you and your buddies all went on a trip, and somebody somebody oh, we, did something oh, awesome, we, and everybody remembers them as the guy who did the awesome <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's like, no, I killed the snake. No, I killed the snake with a paddle. It's like, no, it's totally yeah. No, every time. Uh, Tim, I um, I want you. I, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but it's been a while, and I want to. I love if you refresh the story, and it has to do with that uh, Minneapolis St. Paul magazine article that uh, our our guy Lewis Lee did, in where he talks about uh, the one comic who burned the uh, Bill of Rights. I, I I think that was probably the stupidest comic I ever heard of. I I, I don't I have no idea who that guy was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it? <laughs> <laughs> was this an old slave? <laughs> I mean, there's this one comic who did this piece where he burned the Bill of Rights, that he, uh, and then he was holding an American flag above it, and then the flag went up in flames. And what it meant, and what it meant was, hey, our freedom of speech—the reason we have the Bill of Rights—is the reason you can burn a flag. And if the Bill of Rights is gone, the flag is gone too. He got a standing ovation. Huh. Keep reading. I'm sorry, that's all I have here. <laughs> <laughs> and he never got booked again. <laughs> so that's why I think that was probably the stupidest comic I've ever heard of. So who 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 
I have no idea who would have done something that idiotic. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's looking confused. No, I'm I'm assuming. I'm just trying to. I'm I'm assuming it was you, but I can't. I can't hundred percent tell. I don't like, have my little. Like I said, I don't have my electronic that comic cheat sheet over lost a lot of work. That comic no sooner had the ashes cooled on the stage where he first did that bit than the phone started ringing with cancellation. Oh, because <laughs> uh, other comics, other comics, uh, were, they couldn't wait to call the club and say, "Do you know what Slagle's doing on stage?" Oh. Oh, he's not doing on my... Oops, oops, I think I just... (laughs) (laughs) We can take that out in the edit, can't we? It's like, do you know what that comic is doing on stage? And uh, 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 he's not doing it in my club. Yeah, that's great. Hey, I'm open that week. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Here are my avails. Oh, wow. Man, no honor, no honor. Yeah, so (laughs) it was... uh, And and the the thing was, it was not made clear... It was a little teeny tiny little. Uh, was taken out of context, and yeah, it was a little teeny tiny flag made out of flash paper, and it wasn't even an authentic American flag. It had oh. it had, had forty nine stars and uh, uh, fourteen stripes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it wasn't even a, officially an American flag. It was it was a flag that was never the American flag. So it was it just it just kind of looked like one, and it was made out of flash paper. And it, and it was kind of like a magic trick, it, it, is he would set the Bill of Rights on fire, and as the Bill of Rights slowly burned, the flag would just, uh, there'd just be a fireball, and the flag would be gone. That's, that's, that's all it was. But, you know, the, the bookers don't see that. They, they say, well, this guy's burning a flag on stage. Well, you're imagining- and they're imagining the smoke alarm yes. going off I'm, and you're the sprinklers starting. A, and, a, hand, and you- a piece of paper-sized Bill of Rights and a full flag. And, you're, <laughs> right? and then, like, the light is behind the made comic. A, and made up polyester so all those black yeah, globs are dropping, dropping, on, yeah, dripping exactly. onto the, the scorch One of those 12-foot smoke. flags. Like, yeah. they have outside Perkins. Yeah, that's, that's what was that's, – that, that was uh, – uh, it, it's like – uh, uh, you know, and it was never that was never clarified. Oh, that's and frustrating. It, and it, uh, um, yeah, did not uh, did not bode well for that poor comic. <laughs> but it's interesting that he, you know that that the, uh, the boss man there points out that um, in the club there was an ovation. That's what's frustrating to me is when people get removed from context. Or like, or, or they'll show like it's a clip of some comic saying, "Oh, Bill Burr made this horrible Caitlyn Jenner joke on on TV." And so I go back and I watch it, and A, I didn't even register as horrible to me, and B, the audience is laughing their ass off. Everybody, so yeah. I was like, "Well, clearly in the context of the thing, if if it was so offensive, how come three hundred tourists didn't? No one was mad." Yeah, that's it, a very good point. It, it, it's. Uh... Yeah, it was a it was a foray into uh, uh, the early stages of political correctness. What what year would that have been around? Nearabouts ninety six. So that was pretty close to the whole. I mean, the flag burning controversy, like as a sort of protest notion, was that was what early nineties. That was a big deal. Yeah, well, yeah, it was yeah. That was that was when they were they were proposing a constitutional amendment to, mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. To, uh, Band flag, it, make it a ninety six, and then two years later, Jesse Ventura was elected governor of the state. It was ninety six. Was in the come of the constitution. Was that that was when they were doing the amendment? Well, th- that amendment was pretty much alive uh, throughout the nineties. Yeah, in, in, in my a, mind, it was a, earlier nineties, but a little bit. Of, I think even a little bit into two thousands. Yeah, but but it, that's about when it that's about when it uh, became an issue, and it was it, uh, there was a. Uh, 
there was a guy in uh, uh, Chicago at, a, at an art installation had a flag on the floor. And mm. then he said, sign the petition, and you had to walk across the flag to oh. sign the petition. It was oh, like, wow. And that, 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 got, that got a lot of, uh, caused a lot of controversy. I bet. You, uh, Brian, you mentioned uh, watching TV. Are you guys watching uh, Stephen Colbert? Is the new host of Late I've seen, Night? I've seen a little bit of one after football. A little bit of one after football. Oh, my, after Monday Night Football. Yeah. When they went straight from football to the news. I was so depressed. Or I skipped the news and went straight to Colbert. skipped the news Colbert, so I watched yeah. a little bit of it because I was so depressed. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> God, that was rough. You know, Tim? You know, a lot of times when people, when, 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 when television stars make it big, they, uh, they, they fire all the people that got them to where they were in the first place and hire all new people. Mm-hmm. And, and you always say, what a jerk. You know, you, you should have, you know, you should have brought everyone along for the ride. And, and I, I watched uh, the, the first episode and I thought, oh, this is why you fire people. Because it's just it just it doesn't feel like a late night show. It doesn't feel like a like a like a tonight show. It feels like it feels like the Colbert report uh, uh, stuck into the tonight stuck into the late show. The Ed Sullivan Theater. See, I liked what I saw of it, but I always think those shows take six months to find their footing anyway. The shows are never what they end but it's up the being. Same sh- but that's what I'm saying. It's the same show. It's it, it's I would love it. I would love it if he staggered out there naked. And you know, and slowly had to tailor a suit to wear, but it wasn't that. It was just he. They they, they just took the Colbert report. And I agree with you. He's no longer playing a Republican, but he's still doing the same shtick. I agree with you. And uh, uh, and it just it didn't. And, and in the small theater of of Comedy Central, it felt right. It filled that theater when it went into when it went into a late night show. It looked. I've used this a lot. It looked like a mad, like a card trick being performed in an arena. Oh, it's but you don't just, think they can learn to grow to fill small. that space? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is I think he's doing the same shtick. Yeah, what it's not. Yeah, I don't uh, think Conan O'Brien was so bad for the first six months when he was on. Um, I mean, a kind of a weird example because he hadn't done it as much. But I, th- I don't. I don't know. None of those guys seem to find their footing for a while. I think a talk show. Like, everything was new when Conan went. You, you, you know, he yeah, kind of. He kind of. He kind of scrapped everything. He scrapped. He scrapped Andy. He scrapped his. He, he scrapped uh, what's his face uh, Weinberg. He, mm-hmm. he just scrapped everything. Moved to L.A. and started and started fresh. And that's in 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 that situation. Yeah, he might have had the chance. I'm talking original run Conan when he first started. He had to kind of learn to fill up space. I don't know. I just give these guys time, but I, I, but, but I mean, he started from scratch. That's 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 what yeah, I'm saying. Oh, right, right. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, is Colbert just took his show mm-hmm. and just moved it a few blocks over, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It to me, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right in that spot. It, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I haven't watched that much of it, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I have high hopes for it. I've I, <clears throat> excuse me, I've caught a few, including last night, and uh, and I felt a lot the way you did, Tim. It's like, because I didn't really watch the Colbert report much at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there watching it last night, going, "I now I know why I didn't watch that. <laughs> it's just not really my thing. I don't. I like late late night talk shows, and Colbert's fine. I guess maybe I've never really experienced enough of him to have a strong opinion. Yeah, and, th- and then the other thing, it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to finally see Stephen Colbert not doing a character. Uh, guess what? No, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh-huh. still it's still the same. It's still the same annoying guy. And it's I think is what actually is going to happen is he was funny when he was playing a Republican as an annoying guy. Now he's an annoying guy on our side. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Albert Brooks, that was, his movies took a little bit of a turn when he stopped being the villain of his own movies. 
like the best Albert Brooks movies, he always plays the jerk. Like Lost in America, he's this obnoxious yuppie, you know. Right. In real life, he's the evil filmmaker who screws Charles Grodin over. And then you start getting to like his later movies, like The Muse, and he was never quite as funny. Was when he was the target. Huh. That's a good point. Schwarzenegger, I think, had the same problem. Is the Terminator was better when it was the the Terminator was the villain? Yeah, I agree. And then when the Terminator came back to help him, it was like, mm, well, also a uh, villain. Also. You can't have a you can't have a foreign accent and be the good guy. <laughs> yeah, he really pioneered. He's the first guy to ever have a foreign accent and, uh, no, no, and be no, the good you, guy. You talk like a Bond villain. I'm sorry, <laughs> God, how is he never a Bond villain? That would be great. They should see she's back in acting. They should do it now. I would love to see him as a Bond villain. That'd be great. You know, you know that that is a that is a missed calling. Yeah. Why was Schwarzenegger never a Bond villain? Yeah, how great a young big you know because he could have been played like smart. He'd been like a, you know that'd be the great thing. He'd been like a suit coat sipping champagne, but he's giant. You know, so at the end the boss strips down and has to fight James Bond. Yeah. Instead, we got all those uh, roles as him as a comic lead, like in with Danny DeVito and Twins or yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Wow, the early days of Touchstone. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, feel good buddy movies, right? You know what's interesting is that uh, um, I've noticed this recently is that is that the uh, cliche for uh, uh, World War II movies is the Germans always have the British accents. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Well, they did that movie Enemy at the Gates where it was like all the Germans had... <laughs> It was like all the Germans had German accents but spoke English, but then all the all the Russians, because it was the Russians versus the Germans, all the Russians had British accents, but they had to match them up. <laughs> so it was like, it doesn't matter what the accent is, but we all have to agree on it before we start this whole production, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, well, then why don't the Russians speak Russian-accented English if the Germans are... Mm. It's not even a bad movie, but... Yeah, that's your... T- yeah, because it's like they have to be foreign a little bit. It's, it, and it's actually... it's What was the one where, where, where it was the plot to kill Hitler? Oh, uh, Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. Yeah. It was It was like, I think that they probably actually brought in a dialect coach to try to teach Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise how to do a British accent. <laughs> I was like, why do I have to do a British accent for? Well, you're German. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie on Christmas Day. Uh, and everybody else in the theater was was Jewish, and it was it was kind of like being at a home game when the team won. You know, people were like, yeah, get him, get him. You know, like, people were really into it, man. Oh my God, Jew screen talking. It was great. It was yeah. It was like a horror movie downtown. Be like, don't go in there, Tom Cruise. Don't set the briefcase off now. Are you still doing movie reviews? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, good. CarbondaleRocks.com if you want to read them. Online, it's for a Southern Illinois uh, newspaper. Nice. Nightlife. Nice. 17 nice. years. That, both of you guys have uh, roots, I guess, or you, uh, in Chicago, right? I, I went to school there. I went to DePaul. Yeah, okay. Did you? And you're still living in Chicago, Tim? Uh, the outskirts? Outside. The outside? outside, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to lie. <laughs> we're we're going to... We today's, have records. same as truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I moved, out, uh, uh, I moved out to the Burbs about 15 years ago. The yeah. wife said, uh, uh, an old man without the lo- lawn to throw kids off of is worthless. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we left the cosmopolitan life for a... Uh, there you go. Did you, you drove here? You usually drive to Minneapolis. Did you drive this time? Oh, gosh, no. No. No, no. Lewis, uh, Lewis uh, uh, forbade me to drive. Oh, 
because you'd get uh, you'd get here well, at seven fifty nine on yes, Tuesday. It, that's that is exact. That, <laughs> that is exactly it. Because I always my, my rationale was always uh, uh, by the time you get to the airport, uh, uh, check in, yep. wait for your plane, get on the plane, get you know, get in, wait for your luggage, get to the club. It takes as much time as it does to drive door to door. Yeah, it's absolutely, almost, almost, almost absolutely true. Yeah. It's almost the exact same thing. But the difference is uh, when I've got a flight at, at 1130, I'm, uh, uh, I'm there by 1130. Sure. It's a lot, a lot sooner now, now that I've gotten older. It took me, uh, it took me 50 years of, 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 of my life to realize that uh, two hours of reading in the airport is far more comfortable than 10 minutes of running through it with all my yes. luggage. I don't know why that took me 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I do smart. It's because like, I was telling you, I, don't, I get anxious. I don't like to be late. Yeah. Like, I'll just listen to my iPod and eat some French fries in the food court or whatever. Like, life will go on. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Yeah. Right. But that, those 10 minutes when you're rushing, that's five hours. Yeah, it is the worst. So you go as far as French fries. Yeah, I'll go French fries. Yeah, was that a slip there? No, I'll, I'll do French fries. <laughs> I feel like they're potatoes. Mm, you know, like I said, I'll do Culver's. That's my uh, okay. free advert Culver's. Like, if you got to get fast food, it's it's like a piece of chicken with some muscle striation. It actually looks kind of like a piece of chicken. <laughs> it costs too much. So that helps. Muscle striation. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, but, 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 the, but the thing is, you know, you leave at 1130 when, when I say, you know, Oh, I've got, you know, I've got seven hours to get there. It's like, oh, I can do another load of laundry. I'd like to have that shirt. Yeah. Or, or, so Lewis knows you won't. You, you, you might not make it here well, well the, the ideal the, time. The, the last time that I was, that I was running, running into the club at, uh, after eight, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this is straight off the road, you're saying. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm, no. he- I'm a headlining, so it don't matter. <laughs> it's, uh, Lewis, is, Lewis is sitting at the door, and he goes, I pay you enough. That <laughs> <laughs> you can fly. Yeah, I, I can hear him saying that. Actually, how mu- Brian? We haven't talked in a while. How much are you uh, traveling? These Fair days? amount. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm going. I was just in Houston, going to going to Boise. I'll be at Liquid Laughs in Boise for the first time. I've never been there yet. Oh, heard, you are heard it's really out cool. there. Kostakia, Kostaki did that. And he said it was great. So, how's the uh, how's the? You're still writing for his podcast? Yeah, yeah. Quick snaps. If you if you're into football. Uh, Quick Snaps podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, and uh, we're on a cleaner version of it's on Bob and Tom, and uh, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I think. Because Taki goes on pop, you know, does the segment. How long is the show that you do normally? Like a half an hour. Right? Yeah, the podcast is about a half hour. How, how much do they cut down to get on the radio? Um, I mean, the podcast has a little bit of like back and forth dialogue on it, whereas the segment is a little more joke driven in the uh, Bob and Tom show. Oh, sure. But sure. yeah, I mean, we probably write. We I don't know. I don't know. We probably write twenty minutes of jokes, and they probably, you know. He does some of them, like, if he's in Atlanta, he'll do our Left Falcons jokes. When he's on Tom Bernard here, he'll do the Vikings jokes. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So we cover them all. Yeah, that was a, uh, that, that, like you said, that was a rough game we all sat through. I watched nights. the first part of it at the bar here with Nick, and then Nick and I got tired of shouting, so I went home. <laughs> Nick and I were like, just, we were exhausted and sad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Did you guys see, um, I'm going to bring up another uh, current event here that I found that it involves comedy. Sarah Silverman, um, re- she someone asked her about. Remember when Jerry Seinfeld said the thing about you know colleges and not performing at them because mm-hmm. everybody's too PC, and now Sarah Silverman has said, well, maybe you just you know you change with the times. Thoughts on that as two professional comedians? Did I give you enough details? 
Um. Yeah. No. No. I was. Uh, uh, actually, I was talking about it with Lewis yesterday. It, it's uh, the the whole PC thing in comedy just just gets under my skin. Agreed. It's it, it's it's the comedy stage is the last ten square feet in America where you can pretty much say anything. And in it's, I think, I think in some, in a lot of regards, that's the reason why comedy has become so popular, because a comedy club is the only place where you can hear stuff that's not politically correct. You can't hear it at work. You can't hear it at school. You can't see it on television. It's a, I mean, the, these these speech Nazis uh, have have pretty much limited what you know where you can hear stuff but the comedy stage it's the last it is the last hold it is it, it is the israel <laughs> of, of free speech it yeah. is this this small area uh, and and they want it and i think that there's this implication that if nobody's saying certain things out loud that they, they must not exist if certain thoughts aren't vented then they don't exist but yeah, quite the opposite. I think they that's, fester that's, when they're that's not kind of, That's kind of the East German philosophy, isn't it? D- yeah, I mean, I guess. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's if, we make it, if we make it illegal to say certain things, they won't get said. Yeah, but of course and, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. I think they, no. they become more pernicious. And also, people, it's like the whole great thing about comedy is like, I, half the shit I say, I, I mean, I guess I mean, I don't like say anything, I, told, I don't say the opposite of what I mean, but... I'm not up here making serious points. I'm, this is not an editorial in the Star Tribune. You know, it's a joke. We're just exploring. I think people are so literal. They think if you explore an idea or a topic, That's it a good must way to mean that it. you're an advocate for it. And you're like, no, man, I'm just kicking the tires on this. I'm just seeing right. what I think about vegetarianism or I pulled out. I pulled out politics. the R word last night. Familiar with the R? We all know what the R do. Do I have to say the R word or can we just? No, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, familiar. I think so. It, it, it's used. It's used uh, to to uh, to. Oh, I, yes, yes. People who are now called challenged. Yes, I think, sure. Is, yes, the R word. Think is the word. The mm-hmm. R word. Mm-hmm. I pulled it out, and it just uh, it just the, the audience just clammed up, and mm-hmm. it's like you know, it it's not really when you look at it, it's not really that bad of a word. It's actually kind of kind. When, when when you know when you when when you say that something is retarded. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, uh, on a car. When you used to have distributors, you used to retard the ignition. Yes, mm-hmm. it means it's set back a little. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it means you, you're not as you're not as quick as the rest of everyone else. That you're just a little bit you're just a little bit behind. It's a nice way to say it. And before then, they were called morons. That was <laughs> yeah. That, that's what's weird is that the that was the word. word. And, then, and, it, and all of a sudden, it was no, 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 no. He's not a moron. He's retarded. Yeah, it's like a careful kind of descriptor. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, no, like say, hey, you retard, or no, that's kind of turning it into a slur. But I think. but because of that, because it was turned into a slur, it is now is, is the whole verb is now. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> you know, I, now, I totally agree. As is a, now verbose. As a fan of the English language, I find it frustrating because it's like no, like you said, that is a gentle and fairly apt descriptor, and then it's like it's. Yeah, like I, said, it's, it, I mean, I mean, it's highly Orwellian. I mean, that that was one of the one, one of the goals of the government in 1984 was to was to erase large portions of the dictionary so people that would no longer be able to express their feelings and opinions. And, and, and yeah, it, that's it, scary. 
emojis but be- and text speak is the new new speak. <laughs> People, all they do is you for me, smiley face, and so you yeah. only communicate in bad, sad, cry, double, red face. Yeah, well, double good plus thing. good. Double yeah. plus good. No, I'm telling you, text, <laughs> texting and emojis are gonna we're gonna adopt new speak on purpose voluntarily. Well, good thing they're adding the uh, middle finger emoji, so we can all really get our point across very soon. <laughs> I'm sad at how many people that I genuinely love send me emojis. Adults. My wife does sometimes, and she'll never listen to this podcast because she doesn't come to my shows. But uh, when she says, she's literally one of the smartest people I've ever met. I'm like, I really? Don't, I a don't, smiley I, face you know, emoji? I, I, don't mind, I don't mind if a woman sends me yes, an emoji. Yes, my man friends send me emojis sometimes, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, you're sorry. You're out of the club, man. My wife gets away with it. Yeah, my yeah. wife gets away with it because she still likes girly stuff, and it's cute. And I like that she likes girly yeah. stuff. But yeah, when my, 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 I don't mind it when my nieces or my hairdresser does it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it from my wife i'll take it from my mom uh uh no if, if any guy friend does it to me ever it, it is no you're, you're done i'm i'm taking you out of my contact <laughs> one list. Of my, i do not my, want uh, my me one of my my hilariously mean i gotta probably get a bunch of emojis now i'm gonna know how many people listen to the show because i'm yeah. gonna start get, getting emojis mm-hmm. from my guy friend my yep. most conservative dedicated republican friend is like the emoji king and it, something about that seems weird to me it's oh, like man it's like michelle bachman's husband <laughs> <laughs> Me and Marcus just kick it, you know. We just talk about the psychology game. So anyway, so back to what back to what I'm saying is that is that you're not going to you're not going to be able to get the negative connotation away just by uh, uh, changing the word. Yes, because I was I was uh, I was listening to summer. There were some kids out. There were some kids out playing in the street, and uh, and uh, one of them was yelling. He's going, "Throw the ball! Come on, throw it! Special needs." <laughs> What it means. The thing is still the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word is just a descriptor of the thing, and the thing still exists, and the exactly. kids are going to sense that, and they're going to be mean. It, That's a great point. The point. lesson is no, don't make. Don't make fun of kids with special needs. Is not use the yeah. What cracks me up? Uh, yeah, what, use the safer word. Then it's okay. Yeah. What cracks me up is that uh, is that black acronyms are are, are are you can no longer you can no longer spell them out. Because as 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 society changed, the, the 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 generation in which the black acronym was created, it's okay. NAACP. Oh right, yes, yes, yes. You can't say CP anymore. Very, or uh, very United true. Negro College Fund. When you hear those commercials, there's always a little part of my brain that's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Like, <laughs> like, I get mad on behalf of my black friends. I'm like, "Some guy just said Negro on TV at five o'clock." <laughs> I still remember. Uh, being a junior high, and every Friday we, d- we would do quizzes on uh, current events. And there was something in the news. In my answer, I wrote the term colored people in my answer. And my teacher kept me after class that day to explain how that was so wrong. And yeah, I no, no, never no. use that term. No, you don't use that term, Justin. It's people, people of, of color. Oh, <laughs> of, I have a theory on this. Of is the of is the the the, the, the Alka-Seltzer of words. It's everything okay, right? Because colored people, you can't say. If you if you want to get mad at a group of people, go. You know. You people, you can't say you people, right, to any group of people, regardless of any race or creed, because it, it but, 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 uh, but, uh, but, uh, if you say, uh, you find people, it's, it's Dwayne, all about that little word, you find people. Dwayne Kennedy has a, has a marvelous Love that bit. Guy. He has a marvelous bit right now. It's like, no, that doesn't always work. It's, you can't say monkeys of porch. <laughs> oh, oh. Dwayne Kennedy's a black guy, by the way, if you don't, just to contextualize that joke, he's a super funny black comedian. 
<laughs> but, the, but the people of color has become like a th- it's, it, that's almost <laughs> that coming great, back around. Uh, yeah, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate robbing him. Uh, he's so funny. It's, uh, he's so funny. He, wow. I saw he was the first comedian. Give it a plug. It's Dwayne Kennedy. Look him up. Uh, uh, I saw him right after nine eleven. He was the first comedian I saw after nine eleven. He was doing nine eleven jokes like three days later, and they wow. were so smart and they were so good. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Wow. Hey, I do have a question about the when you used retard in your set last night. Was it part of an old joke that went over better in the past, and now you've brought it back, or how, what was the? No, it, kind of, maybe not. It, it, it's I don't know. I don't know a way how to say it. Is, is that is that uh, uh, the 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 premise of the bit? And I was just I was just kind of riffing, and, and and I don't know I don't know where it's going to go. But the premise of the bit is that um, is that I really don't care for sports because I have upper limb projectile androgyny. <laughs> which is more commonly known as throwing like a girl, which is the politically incorrect term for right. it. <laughs> and, and and the gist is that it's a, that it is an honest disability. <laughs> no matter how hard I try, like a medical condition, it, it is. It is truly a medical condition. I and you know I can't, I can't catch, I can't throw. It, it just it just I throw people laugh. I try to catch, I miss. And, and, and it's an it's an honest to god disability. I could I could never play sports. Um, but the but the difference is, if it was a recognized disability, you wouldn't have been able to say throwing like a girl. That would have been. And, and, and then, mm. then, I, then I say that uh, uh, that you know, if I was special needs, you wouldn't be able to make fun of me. As a matter of fact, the special needs kids made fun of me. Throw it like a girl. <laughs> That's funny. I like yeah, I, yeah, I know, but I don't. I, I, I didn't want to say special needs. It doesn't because then, because then it ruins the joke that I did earlier about the kid on the street going, "Hey, throw it, special needs." Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Is it, so so I didn't know what to what to say, and I so I used I pulled out the R word and it, n- n- nope. <laughs> wow, so I don't Even know. though in the context of the joke, you are the you were the victim of the joke, and they're but winning. But as soon as you said, as yeah. soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, it doesn't matter. As soon as I said it, you you could just you could just feel the tension. Very it's interesting. Like, oh man, did did we lose that one down the memory hole? Yeah. Well, see, that's so weird to me because like if if someone was actually making fun of people with mental handicaps, then I would start feeling tense. But the word does like I don't know why the word disassociated from. A negative context has to have that feeling, but yeah, people do. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, uh, in that article that I was reading, Sarah Silverman, of course, what her her example of things that have changed is that uh, she used to w- use the word "gay" in place for "lame," mm-hmm. and now she's uh, now I've become the, uh, the until she realized I've become the guy from fifty years ago who said, "I say colored, I have colored friends." I mean, she's right about evolving, and I like Sarah Silverman. She's very funny, but like, she pretty much made her career bucking political correctness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a, it's hard not to go. Yeah, man, that was nice. You know, it's very convenient of you to be able to take this position now that you can cash all those checks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Now that I'm here, uh, I don't want any of you. I don't want any one of you young kids trying to follow my path. In fact, I'm I'm putting I'm dragging logs across the path I came up in to make sure <laughs> none of you blow the bridge. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shut up. Like I will say, I think it's interesting. First off, the Seinfeld said it. First off, he said it as a throwaway comment on a radio show and a call-in. It's not like he. Had some big point 
that he was dying to get off his chest. Right. But secondly, it is kind of interesting when he says it because he is a comedian that you would say was pretty politically correct for the yeah. most part. So for, for he, he would be the guy. The fact that he thinks it's an issue makes it more interesting to me right. because he's the guy who doesn't push up against that. Whereas for Sarah Silverman to do it, you're like, yeah, well, but still, your <laughs> your whole act, Sarah. Yeah. And the thing is, when she used to use it, it would. It was kind of like you knew that she shouldn't be using it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't that she was. She was calling people homosexuals. Mm-hmm. She was. She was kind of. She was doing a character that was. That was somewhat satirical. That the. You know, that she was a. She was supposed to be a miscreant. Yeah, it was it, great. It, so that when she used it, it's of course she uses a word like that. She's a miscreant. Yeah, the irony it, it, was very intentional. Very intended. It, it, it was, it, yeah. Exactly, and it's and, and you know and kids use that. I you know I'm sorry. You you, you can't. They use it to mean lame. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's in their dialect. So it writing character for her because she was playing, you know, a a, a, a teenager pushing forty. <laughs> you know that was that was that was her shtick yeah. on stage. So yeah. of course she would talk like the kids. Yeah. And then to actually say, well, no, I can't. I shouldn't have done that. That's that's hurtful. That's. Like, I mean, I agree. I agree with her about the evolution thing, though. I I think it is weird to say like some some things do change, and that's fine. But it's I don't know. I don't know. Like at a certain point, when you've been the PC barrier breaker all the time, you, you just, you know, even if you think that, maybe sit down. Maybe, maybe you're not the person we need to hear from on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I she's actually. You. I think she's great. I think she's really. Well, funny. yeah. There's there's always evolution. That guy who used to burn a flag doesn't. Do <laughs> <laughs> He's still working. <laughs> That's so interesting because when you when you tell the story, like, I literally immediately pictured a full size Bill of Rights, a full size like this big stage production, like like a performance art. And then when you say what the thing is, you go, "Oh, that's that's pretty clever. That's like a little magic trick." Well, it's actually it's actually Penn and Teller are doing the bit now. Really? Interesting. Was he? And uh, nice. and they and they, and it is uh, it is like full size when they do it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Is this a controversy we're uncovering here? The Pen and Teller, so they can get away with it now. They they uh, um, they they don't do it as much post nine eleven. Mm. I don't think because uh, uh, yeah, but, but but they still they still do it. People you know people people have seen it. Mm. And they said, boy, that's just really similar to something I saw before. Huh? Some uh, some comic who got aced out of the club system. <laughs> Did this comedian have? <laughs> we'll stick with it. Did this comedian have these made up special? I assume. It kind of sounds like. It kind of sounds like. What's my line? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for 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 those kids in the audience, what's my line? They used to put blindfolds on the panelists, and they used to have to ask questions. Uh, uh, you know, would I recognize you from television? And they would have like a celebrity. In yeah. Great. The uh, the celebrity is signaling yes. The comedian is signaling yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did this comedian have these made kind of made up to some degree special? I mean, I would sounds like it. Oh, the flashback yeah. flags. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was it it, it 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 was kind of funny because you know in '96 nobody had nobody had printers. I was going to say this would be a, a item you'd have to go out of your way to get. Yeah, order it was, by the uh, hundred. Fortunately, fortunately, that comic had a friend. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Portage Printing in Portage, Michigan, for all your printing needs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was actually willing to sacrifice his equipment because he he thought he thought the uh, he thought the bit was so poignant and that. Mm. Uh, 
There was an episode of Friends on in the TV in my bedroom last night, not because I put it on there, but because my fiance Ashley is still addicted to Friends, even though she's seen every episode. And they made a reference of making copies on the episode last night, and they were like, uh, yeah, blah, 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 Xerox machine. And I thought, holy cow, time is really flying. Xerox was a name that we all used. Like, that meant copies. Now, where's that gone? Xerox. Huh. Xerox. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Don't watch Friends wow. anymore. That's if I it. can get one I've been, point I've been way ahead of you on that one for a while. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, we've been here just about an hour, but I cannot let you go, Tim Slagle, without, getting some, uh, without bringing up the name Donald Trump, because you are my political guru. <laughs> so I need to know what you think of yeah. Donald Trump. Well, you know, I was, leading... gonna mention, I was going to mention him. Uh, when we got into the uh, when we got into the political correctness speech, because I think that Donald Trump's popularity that that, that at least half of his popularity, probably more like ninety nine percent, is the fact that he doesn't worry about being politically correct, that he doesn't worry about it, the impression that he's that he's giving. He just it's just it's just out there. Yeah. And whether or not he would be a good president, whether or not even be a good candidate, is at this point is kind of irrelevant. Uh, he's getting people to watch the debates, uh, uh, which I which I think is important. You know, at, at least the Republican debates. I don't know if there's going to be. Uh, for, from what I understand, from what Democrats always say, is the debate is over, so there probably won't be uh, <laughs> Democrat debates. Yeah, the- I think you're right about the. I mean, I think he's he's an abysmal human being, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I would I, if his plane crash right now, I'd be fine. Um, but um, I think you're totally right about that. And he actually, unfortunately, you know, kind of like Larry Flint, he, another ab- abysmal human being, served a pretty important function. He he fought the good fight. You know, the he, it was important that that stuff that he did. And I think Trump is unfortunately, and I hate to say it because I can't fucking stand him, serving a point which is like, nah, you got to be a little more honest. I think people are so tired of this. This discourse that has no honesty in it whatsoever that even though the honesty he's spreading is unhinged and ridiculous but you're, i think you're right that a lot of these people are responding it's like well at least it seems like it's what he thinks the uh the the the, the script the script that was written for politicians was written uh, that were that we're operating now was written during the reagan era where where reagan where where everything was everything was stationed where it was you know uh, uh We'll we'll, fo- we'll 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 photograph here. We'll get these mm. people around you. We'll mm. I mean that 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 whole that everything of that ha- was scripted during the Reagan era. There, there I I'm not sure what the script was before that because I was you know was was, was kind of young and didn't really pay much attention That's to it. That's interesting. But, but the script that we're using was ri- is is 30 years old, and it really doesn't it really doesn't work into in today's media. With the you know it's with social media, no. with the internet, everything's being covered now. Right, not just the right. It doesn't. Everybody's got a camera. It doesn't. That that does not that does not work anymore. Every you can't you know the uh, the back then there were three stations. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, essentially covering everything, yeah. so it's pretty much they could control the message. That 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 control, that element of control, no longer exists. And, and Donald Trump, for whatever you think about him, has recognized the the the, the power of the new media more than any candidate. All the other candidates, uh, you know, especially especially on the other side, are still operating in that in that eighties uh, uh, realm. That's really interesting. And there, I think there's that stop clock element. I mean, in a way, he hasn't changed that much. 
for the most part, you know, in what, 10, 20 years? I mean, he's like Don King, sort of doing his thing, you know? <laughs> um, but it, it's like the the culture kind of was going so far in the certain direction. Like you said, that stage managed thing that, like, he kind of became more relevant that way. Right. It, it did occur to me, it did occur to me <laughs> why he's wearing the hat. Yeah, what's with that? Have you seen the pictures of his, his, his comb over blowing in the wind? Oh, yeah. It looks, that's like, when it goes, it goes. <laughs> it, yeah. That's like one of the most popular things to photographers to catch. Well, now nah, he's got a hat. It's, 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 it's his way of stopping the hair jokes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, no, neither did I. I that just occurred to me today. We just saw him out on the uh, TV here before we came in here. What, is there some witty saying on those hats? Or I, I couldn't see a close-up. Uh, Make America great again, I think. Oh, is what, uh, well, there was one photographed in Tom Brady's locker. That was a big controversy in football. What? Old Tom Brady, the good-looking quarterback for the Patriots, has a Donald Trump hat sticking out of his locker. And there, was huh. a big, there was a hubbub because he's in, there in the Massachusetts, you know? Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. I, uh, the only news I keep up with is football. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently he doesn't have a problem with his uh, egos being properly inflated. <laughs> well, he doesn't mind immigrants, I'll tell you that. Have you seen that, Giselle? <laughs> she ain't from around here, and he's fine with keeping her in, I'll tell you that. Nobody's <laughs> building a wall to keep her out of anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everyone should come see you guys this week. They should. You're both should. hilarious. I'm a huge fan of both of you, and everyone else should be too. And there's enough said about that. Thank you for uh, hanging out. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. having us on. Always Dude. a pleasure.